In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 250th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. You can find us on Twitter at D. Orlando AJC. You can bookmark our Falcons page on AJC.com, go to sports, hit the drop down, then go over to Atlanta Falcons and bookmark that to get all of your Atlanta Falcons information. We're going to title this episode, Why Were the Falcons at Trevor Lawrence's Pro Day last Friday? And we're going to tell you exactly why they were at Trevor Lawrence's Pro Day. You got to study the quarterbacks. You got to study that position, especially when you're up this high in the draft because teams have failed to do so over the years and we're going to go over some of those scenarios here. See, the Falcons are picking four and you got four projected quarterbacks before the drop-off and there is always a drop-off. The number one quarterback, of course, is Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. So the Falcons went to scout him. Jacksonville's probably not going to trade that pick, but you might as well call and see what it costs. So you want to scout him. Then you want to be able to compare him to the other quarterbacks in the draft. Some some camps have that as Zach Wilson from Brigham Young University, Justin Fields from Ohio State, and who started at Georgia and left and went to Ohio State. And then the fourth quarterback, North Dakota State's Trey Lance, big arm being compared to Josh Allen in Buffalo. Then there's a drop off. And in that second group, you know, maybe you like Mac uh, Jones from Alabama or Kyle Trask from Florida. You know, maybe uh, that's uh, your cup of tea, but there is a drop off. Now, when you're studying quarterbacks, it's very important. I learned this a long time ago. When there were five quarterbacks in camp with the Green Bay Packers back in 1994, by the name of Brett Favre, Mark Burnell, Aaron Brooks, Ty Detmer, and Kurt Warner. Yes, yeah, he was out of Northern uh, Iowa. Of course, he got let go, went on to fame in the. Uh, Arena Football League playing for the Iowa Barnstormers. I didn't even think about it. He was so skinny. He didn't look like he fit with the other other guys and the, the other arms that were out on the field. Uh, but then he surfaces five years later uh, and taking the Rams to the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's hard to get the quarterback position right. But why I go down this list is because, you know, Brunel goes on to star in Jacksonville. And Brooks gets traded to New Orleans. And then Ty Detmer stays around the league for, you know, 10, 15 years. So, and so it started sometimes. Ron Wolf would have masked quarterbacks so that he can get draft picks back, put pressure on the quarterback, and so forth. 
whenever you hit on a quarterback, whether it's in the first or second round, and out of these five, only one was a, what? No, because Favre was second too, and he came in a trade. So if you can study the quarterback group right and take them at the right place, and they're turning the players, they're going to become valuable commodities. So we're going to start off with that as our baseline for why the Falcons were at Trevor Lawrence's pro day. Studying quarterbacks is very, very hard. And we're just going to go back to the 2017 class and 2016 class to let you see how hard it is. Of course, 2017 was your Mitchell Trubisky year. The Bears had to have a quarterback. They thought they had a good, great defense. They... Traded a bushel of picks, moved up to take Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, now they can't get rid of him this season too fast, so it didn't work out. We're gonna look out. We're gonna look at some indicators on why that was a risky pick and why you should have known Watson was the better pick that year, and Mahomes was an outlier too. So he goes tenth. Chiefs wanted him. They traded up. They got Patrick Mahomes. So, yes, Mitchell Trubisky was picked ahead of Patrick Mahomes and ahead of Deshaun Watson, who went 12th, for former Falcons ball boy, who went 12th to Houston, who's now trying to get out of Houston. Now there's the drop-off. Here's the drop-off in 17. The next quarterback doesn't go to the 52nd pick. And that is Deshaun Kaiser from Cleveland, who actually had to start some games that year. And then 87 was Davis Webb to the New York Giants. Don't believe he ever played a down in the league. I didn't. I saw zeros. He definitely didn't play that first year. So um, that's how it went down in 2017. And you know, we're, we're, no reason looking at 18 and 19 because you know they always say it takes three years to evaluate the draft. And so here we are, 2016. Jared Goff goes number one to the Rams. Carson Wentz, number two to the Eagles. Wentz went to the Super Bowl, or, or helped them get to the Super Bowl. Goff went to the Super Bowl, lost here in Atlanta. But this offseason, uh, one's been traded and one is getting ready to get traded. So, um... You know, that's just, this is just four years ago, 2016. So, it's just hard getting a quarterback. So, after that, your drop-off is to 26. And Paxton Lynch, that didn't work out. I thought he was a keeper, too. Out of Memphis, uh, bounced around a little bit, had a big arm, looked apart, 6'5", could throw it. Uh, didn't work out in Denver. Then our next quarterback that year was Christian Hackenberg from Penn State. I didn't. I, I saw that at Penn State. I don't know why they took him. In ninety first, uh, it might be that he's just definitely the third best quarterback in this group, uh, but certainly the best value. Uh, Jacoby Brissett went ninety first in two thousand sixteen. Ninety first. So you got to look at those two years and see how hard it is to. You know, get the quarterback. I mean, is is um, what is 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 Justin Fields, Watson, or Mahomes, or is he? You know, um, now there's no comp. There's no other comp there that high. Uh, you know, is Zach Zach Wilson Trubisky? I mean, you know, he um, 
played at BYU, lost to Coastal Carolina. So, you know, we saw Deshaun, uh, we saw Justin Fields in a big game just light up Clemson. So, you know, you saw it. But that's the breakdown. Studying quarterbacks, very important. We're going to look at, and then we got some variables to uh, look at. We're going to look at the class of 2012. I got Mel Kuyper's book. I got all these draft books around here. On the cover is our guy Brandon Thompson from Clemson. But the quarterback list is what's important because somebody at number 10 is named Russell Wilson. So it was nine quarterbacks better than him. I don't think half of them are playing now. Well, no, I know only like one of them, two, two, two of them are playing. So uh, the top quarterback coming out with three, Ryan Tannehill saved his career in Tennessee uh, by doing some of the sweetest handoffs to Derrick Henry ever and then throwing some, uh, throwing some play action off of that. So he's the top quarterback. He was the top-rated quarterback out of that class. Second was Nick Foles. Third was Brandon Whedon who I think actually went in the first round of Cleveland. Uh, Kirk Cousins was four. B.J. Coleman, five out of Chattanooga. He be he began his career with the uh, at Tennessee, though, but he ended up at Chattanooga. Ryan Lindley, he had some time in the league with the, with the Cardinals. Case Keenum was a little short, but he threw for a bunch of yards at Houston. And, uh, you know, he's got a chance. He was in, the, you know, at Minnesota, the one great year they had. Uh, then G.J. Kinney from Tulsa, he started at Texas. He was a Texas Longhorn originally. Then Chandler Harnish from Northern Illinois. He was the gentleman rated right in front of Russell Wilson in Mel Kuyper's 2012 draft preview book. And the uh, next person behind him was Kellen Moore, who's the now the Dallas Cowboys coordinator. Kellen Moore out of Boise State. He was a little short uh, back then, and that's uh, that was the knock on him. A couple other guys on the list here. Steven Garcia was 31st. Robert Marv was 30. He was big out of Tampa. His dad played uh, for the Bucks. Was played at Saginaw Valley with a Saginaw Valley State in Michigan with a family member. One of my, my uncle was a linebacker with him up there. And uh, J-Ball Shaw was on this list at 47, out of Flowery Branch in Georgia Southern. Uh, and Steven Garcia was 31st out of Southern, uh, to South Carolina. So it's hard picking quarterbacks. And, you know, when you get it right, you're set. When you don't, you're the Chicago Bears looking for a quarterback. When you could have had Deshaun or Mahomes. Now, well, hey, well, how do you pick the right quarterback? Um, how can you tell that the quarterback is going to be successful? So, you know, that was my approach in 2017 heading to that draft. I talked to uh, a lot of people at the Combine, and one was Bill Polian. And uh, so March the 11th, 2017, we wrote a story, Why is finding an NFL quarterback a crapshoot? And so we looked at um, the numbers. And from 2008, Matt Ryan's first year, to 2014, because you cut it off three years before you're talking because you give them that time, only five of the 21 first-round quarterbacks were hit on. Five of 21. You do the math. 
Five of 21 quarterbacks uh, of the first round were considered franchise quarterbacks. And, uh, hey, um, they're being generous. The, on the list of those five hits, Matt Ryan, an MVP. Matt Stafford, you know, we know his story. Hasn't been able to win, no playoff wins. Cam Newton, he went to a Super Bowl. Matt went to a Super Bowl. Andrew Luck, injuries cut his career short. The only one with a Super Bowl win was Joe Flacco. So those are your five out of 21 quarterbacks drafted in the first round from 2008 to 2014. And we want to know why is finding an NFL quarterback a crapshoot? So... Coach Bill, uh, or GM Bill, Polian pointed out we had a long talk over there just outside the room, and we were going through this thing, and he said, hey, uh, point four here today is draft picks. They did a study on the teams that are winning, and their hit percentage on draft picks was 56%. So, you know, that's, you know, 56%. That's good. So the teams that weren't doing so good were only hitting on 45%. And I don't know if that, that player had to stay on the, the roster for three years. We didn't get all the parameters on, on the hits. If it was one year or the opening day roster or what, the, uh, if they had to play 16 games, I don't know what the cutoff was for where you went in that category. But draft picks... Overall, teams only hit on 56%. So you only, if you draft eight people, four of them can play. Four of the other four can't play. But what we saw around here for years was the, the four that couldn't play, they kept them around anyway. So when they should have found replacements, uh, better players through the scouting department or through the waiver ride wire or through pro personnel scouting. When you, the guys can't play, you got to go ahead and move on. So, otherwise, you get stuck with a 45%, uh, you know, weighted roster. So, you know, the draft is a crapshoot. Picking a quarterback is even more of a crapshoot. So, uh, one of the parameters that Bill Polian pointed out that uh, traditionally uh, Bill Parcells could look to when evaluating quarterbacks. And, you know, it's questionable if he was any good at evaluating them. Because uh, he passed on Matt Ryan for Jake Long. But anyway, the Bill Purcells test. And it held up for that uh, 2017 class. That was probably the last one because we got all these one and dunners. And this year it's going to be hard because kids didn't play their full allotment of games. Uh, Justin only played eight games. Um, he played 12 at Georgia. Uh, so, but I don't think, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how many were starts. Maybe, I don't think any. And uh, his uh, under the Bill Parcells test, you won't have, you will have played thirty games in college. After thirty games, we know what you are, and if you win seventy percent of the games, then okay, you're cooking with grease. Thirty games, winning percentage of seventy percent or more, and the pass succeed rate is at a higher rate. For those quarterbacks that meet that criteria. Okay. And a couple of the intangibles you're looking at. Processing information and decision making. Once you see it, can you make the decision? Or are you going to pull it down and run? Or are you going to, you know, 
That's what they see. That's why they don't like to see people running in seven on seven drills. You got to process the information and get the ball out. So in that story, we went back and looked at a couple years. We looked at uh, Trubisky. Um, he didn't. He didn't have thirty games. He didn't have the seventy percent. Mahomes didn't have it. But um, one year starter. But they saw what they needed to see. And Watson had it. He was over. He was thirty-three, and um, and he won uh, over seventy percent of his games. He would have been the Bill Parcells test passer that the Bears should have took in seventeen. And Mahomes, that was just great scouting by the Chiefs. Okay, so that worked. And then we went back to the Matt Ryan class and looked at some of these other guys. Matt Ryan was he had it. He was over thirty college games, and he he won seventy. He was over seventy. Matthew Stafford had it. He was over 30 and uh, was over uh, 70%. So he projected out. Joshua Dobbs, who came out in uh, 17 from Tennessee, he was in that class. He had the 30, but his winning percentage was 66. So, you know, you're going to put, it's going to be hard this year to put. Uh, these guys under the Bill Purcell's test, and I'm going to go back and do it. I started today, and I got Fields down for 34 games, but 12, I think, are Georgia Warren starts. So that's only 22, so he's not going to get it. Um, Zach Wilson, I got him for 30 games. I have to see which ones were starts. And then Lance, Trey Lance, I got him down for 18 games. We'll go back and see... Uh, where he fits, where they fit on the Bill Parcells test. I'm not expecting any passers out of this group. Uh, of those four, or Trevor Lawrence is going to be the only one, but he's going to pass because he's going to he's have played over 30 games and uh, one at almost a 91% clip, I believe. So he's the, he's the slam dunk. So if you want a quarterback this year, you got to go give Jacksonville the whole house and get uh, Trevor. Other than that, you're taking a crapshoot on the quarterback. And this is why finding an NFL quarterback is a crapshoot. 5 of 21 from 2008 to 2014. I'm going to have to go back and update those numbers. And we're going to update. We're going to call it crapshoot part two. Coming up with story ideals here on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Crapshot part two. Can None of these guys are going to pass the test other than Trevor. And so... You know, you you got to prepare yourself to, hey, the Falcons might not take a quarterback at four, or they're going to be gambling like the Chiefs and see something that they need to see and believe that one of these guys are the quarterback messiah for the Atlanta Falcons. So we'll keep track of that here. And uh, before we get out of here, let's give a shout-out to Andre Adams out from Fayetteville. Andre plays safety for the Bucks. Played at UConn from Woodward Academy. He's a Super Bowl champion now. Andre Adams. He's a free, he's a safety too, so the Falcons are going to be in the safety market. Uh, so Andre Adams played at Woodward Academy, 5'11", 200 safety. Congratulations on helping the Bucks win the Super Bowl. He was with the Giants in 16, 17, and 18, and with Tampa Bay 19 and 20. Made a big play in the uh, NFC Championship game against the Packers. So we want to wish him, wish him good luck. 
and congratulations. So with that, we're going to get on out of here. It's the 250th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You all take care and uh, have a great rest of the week. AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.